Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855am digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM digital three <clears throat> CR dot org dot AU. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Thanks to the crew from Out of the Blue diving deep for the Marine News as they do every Sunday from eleven thirty till noon. And three um, CR is proudly broadcasting from the lands of the original inhabitants, and we pay respects to elders past, present, and emerging. And also acknowledge our LGBTIQ original inhabitants, including sister girls and brother boys, for their unique contributions to diversity on and around the land. And welcome to listeners of all genders, including, but not limited, to ladies and gentlemen. Um, If you want to get in touch with the show, there's lots of modern means of technology to do it. There's also the older-fashioned ones, because I mentioned last week um, I had a letter um, discussing the issue of beats, and so I'm going to discuss that um, very, very soon. I want to have a look at that. But the modern means of technology, well, um, you can tweet at Sal Gold Said So. Um, you can look for me on Facebook, Out of the Pan 3CR 855am Melbourne, or on my page, Sally Goldner. Um, what else can you do? Gosh, there's so many ways. You can j- email, if you're still doing that, out of the pan 855 at gmail.com, or tweet 048. Um, and I'm sorry, I've forgotten it because I've bleeped it out of my little checklist. Um, we'll get that fixed shortly. Um, if you want a text, I know our friend Roving Reporter has. Um, send in a couple of texts that I didn't get to in the last couple of weeks back on the 7th um, of May, the original broadcast date two weeks ago. Um, so, um, you know, and some people were saying, you know, what about people of um, various backgrounds? You know, who's a woman? What's what are all this sociological stuff? Um, apparently, Caitlin Jenner was on the project um, during the week of the, we'll say, 8th to 12th. So, um that was of note. And then last week, of course, um, was Mother's Day, as well as we lead up to Ida Hobbit and Roving said, Happy Mother's Day to all the beautiful mothers who raise rainbow kids and allow them to be themselves today in our conservative political climate. Also great to see Eurovision um, embraces diversity, um, and which it certainly does. And I've got a, a clip to end the show on that today. Um, so have your... If you are not driving, if you are able to look safely at your screen, um, have a, I'll give you that clip shortly, but have a look at it. Um, and um, it's um, you can start firing it up, but um, it is All for Love and Love for All is the clip um, from, um, from Albania as part of Idaho Hobbit Week, which was just amazing. So have a, have a look at that. And, um, yeah, certainly... Um, lots of um, diversity and also 
Roaming says, does this show have a strong following in the trans community, Sally, and does its kitsch element promote identities out of the sight of the status quo? Well, it has been the joke of this show now for 12 years. Um, I, th- I think it's still a living joke about playing pansexual music, knowing no boundaries of sex, gender or genre, including classic rock and country. But um, seriously, we do play everything. I'm not sure how we'd classify Stan Ridgway, who we just heard in um, the track I Want to Be a, Bo- a Boss. Um, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but, um, yep, I suppose you'd call that rock um, close as... Um, close enough um, as it can be um, but we do play um, um, you know sort of um, you know sort of um, you know, lots of um, diverse music on this show really genre isn't the issue it's more about the tracks and I opened up today with um, the track I Want to Be a Boss by Stan Ridgway from 1991 to um, because well I suppose I was a boss for about oh, three four hours or so on Monday night um, Got to infiltrate the higher halls of power along with 900, let's say that again, 900 rainbow and allied people for the um, Ida Hobbit International Day Against Homo by Transphobia um, at event at Government House. Um, apparently, this is the first time there's been an Ida Hobbit event at a vice regal residence anywhere in an Australian jurisdiction. Um, there has been an event that was similar, and of course, there was a reception at Government House during. Um, the World AIDS Conference here in 2014, always acknowledging those lost on flight MH17. But I suppose you know, AIDS is not necessarily, of course, connected to sexual orientation, gender identity and sex characteristics. So this is a somewhat of a first. got to say it was pretty enormous, um, me having needing to drive. I can't do public transport in any great degree. Um, drove up and you sort of get to the intersection of, I think it's Birdswood Avenue and Government House, which is the sort of just outside Government um, Government House Drive. The queue of traffic at the roundabout was huge and there was instantly this feeling of, wow. And you see all your friends drive up and it's like, oh my gosh, all the queers are taking over the halls of power, as it damn well ought to be. Um, well, on their merits, of course. And, um, you know, sort of... Um, 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 so... Yes, um, you know, quite amazing start. I in the end decided I couldn't be bothered waiting and I did try decide to do my little bit to not pollute and parked just outside on whatever it is, Birdwood Avenue, and walked up the drive, um, having had my invitation checked and all that sort of thing. And in we went and it was quite amazing. Um, I've just uploaded on my Facebook page this morning, um, but they're also on my Vimeo channel. Gosh, I'm getting very too... I'm almost at 2015 now, I think. Um, lots of great speeches um, from her, her governorship, Linda Dessau, um, from Minister for Equality, Mart, um, Martin Foley, and Gender and Sexuality Commissioner Ro Allen. And um, Ro's analogy to Lord of the Rings, I think, is quite handy and hopefully shuts a few people up who are cynical about using the term Ida Hobbit because they think of hobbits and rings, never mind the fact that without a B it's going to be by raising. Um, come back to that in another segment. Um, so pretty amazing. In the words of one of the episodes of um, one of the great but unders- undersung television shows of our time, which only lasted six episodes because some television executive cancelled it. It was apparently there were too many gags and the average viewer couldn't keep up. And this was Police Squad, the precursor to the Naked Gun movies. Um, Frank, the pate was exquisite. Well, it was, as was all the finger food and very nice wine. So it's nice to get 
a little bit of compensation back from the state after years of persecution. Still think we should go for the Argentinian model, which where an Argentinian trans woman sued the state for past persecution and got compensation and set a precedent. Personally, I think we need that for all of LGBTI. Um, was inclusive of diversity. I had heard through the grapevine that it had to be pushed hard to be called Ida Hobbit, and that's a big issue, um, which I... You know, I think we still need to get. People still think they can call it Idaho um, at their will. No. If you check the Wikipedia page, the official world organising body has called it Idaho since 2015 and made it inclusive of bisexuals. Now, I acknowledge um, that um, whether does it include intersex people, um, I'm not sure. Um, you know, I can't speak for people experiencing intersex. I'm not a person who experiences intersex. I'm not a family member. So can I talk for that? No, obviously up to people who experience intersex to decide whether they want to be included officially in the day and then do their advocacy to do that. And if that's what the majority support through fair process, then of course go for go for broke. Um, but you know it was some mixed feelings. I know for one intersex person there, um, and I and I get that. But overall, a huge night um, in itself, a much needed boost. But also it doesn't um, take away from any shortcomings in policy or anything else. Um, there were, was a, represent the, a representative of the state opposition there, which I find interesting given that they say transgender issues shouldn't even be talked about and have time wasted, um, parliamentary time wasted on them. <clears throat> um, so I'm not sure how they reconcile that one. Anyway, um, obviously they were after some free food as well, but they're paid for it. They can... Um, put in a contribution for someone else. Seriously, lots of people there of all sorts. Um, quite amazing. And I've got to say, sometimes when you're in a queer-specific space, the sense of energy is just amazing. And a lot of people, um, both queer and allied, have felt, said there was just an electric feeling in the room. I tend to agree with that. All right. Um, let's, therefore, um, have a um, another track. And, well, as I said... I received a letter during the last couple of weeks, dated the 8th of May, so it's only appropriate to play a track by Joe Cocker, and there are no prizes for guessing which one it is. 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au, and on demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. This is David Rovix, and you are tuned to 3CR, 855 AM, Melbourne, Australia. Step three is finding there's a tactic when everyone believes it could be true. That if all the people work collectively, there just might be something we can do, and everything can change. Hello, I am Mahsa Vahdat. Hi, I'm Marjan. And you're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855am on your radio dial. Also on digital radio and streaming at 3cr.org.au. Please subscribe. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU and on demand out of the pan with Sally um, have relocated. I don't know why they fell out of my little list. Um, out of the pan eight five five at Gmail and for texting o four o one. 078981, and I've got to do it, that number again, 0401 and tweeting at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line, 
and out of the pan, 3CR855 AM Melbourne and um, Sally Goldner, my post um, page on Facebook for the duplicated posts. Before we get to the letter I got, which is why we played the letter from Joe Cocker, The Essential Collection, um, a compilation released in 1992, had a bit of breaking news here. And I'm, I'm going to sort of, um, I'm not sure about this. I really am not sure what's going on. Probably a lot of people in queer worlds have heard of Lou Reed and more important, and specifically the song A Walk on the Wild Side. And I've just received a report. Um, the source of the report is Heat Street, um, H-E-A-T-S-T dot com, Culture Wars part. Um, the heading of it is called um, Student Group Apologises for Playing in Inverted Commas, Transphobic and Inverted Commas and Open Inverted Commas. Again, Problematic, Close Inverted Commas, Lou Reed song. And they're saying that the University of Gulf, G-U- ELPH Central Student Association has issued a statement expressing regret because the song contained hurtful and transphobic lyrics. Now, um, the apparently the feel of a playlist was to uh, to get a road trip from the seventies and eighties, and the song was included on those terms, and the person making it didn't understand the lyrics. And the groups pledged to be more mindful of the songs they will play in the future. Now, I'm sorry, I've never thought this song was transphobic. I'm one person, I'm not in the whole trans community, no matter what anyone wants to try imply. Um, Holly, who came from Miami, FLA, FLA Florida, etc., etc., and Holly is based on Holly Woodlawn, a trans actress who starred in various Andy Warhol movies. And some people have said the song was ahead of its times as it promoted trans acceptance, and I'd have to go with that in the 70s. Um, there was virtually no trans visibility in, particularly in, we'll say, I'll say Australia and probably most of Western society. Um, I don't, and then um, the group has responded to a student who said that by saying this quote: "The song is understood to be transphobic because of the lyrics and the sentiments they support in the present day." The lyrics, oh, he was a she, all right. Well, yeah, okay, that's probably fair enough. Hadn't um, got that far yet. Um, you know, not great, but um, it could be a way of referring to transition. Probably, yes, out of date, but the rest is a bit much. Um, and um, dehumanises or fetishes transgender people by sending saying they are wild, unusual or natural. Well, yeah, I suppose, you know, you could. Hadn't thought of it. Got to be open to rethinking things. I'll admit that. Um, but an interesting one. I welcome your thoughts by all the means of technology. All right, let's go to um, what was planned. And I'm going to read this letter out verbatim from John, dated 8th of May. Dear Sally, I do volunteer bush care and public education work in parks and reserves on the Yarra River. One of the challenges is the number of homosexual men who use the toilets, sometimes the ladies' toilets for sex. Over summer at Yarra Bend Park, there were too many families and couples around, and so several men, one in his 70s at least, tramped around exclusion fencing, across revegetation, UG, works, and into the bushes disturbing native species resting during the heat of the day. I told them to get out and they left. If a gay male community wants respect, then it needs to show respect. Join a club, hire a room, anything but be considerate and leave the very limited facilities and parks for their intended purpose. I mean, public toilets, really? I am not anything phobic other than inconsiderate behaviour phobic. 
My question to you and the LGBTIQ community is, isn't it time for a conversation around the appropriate or necessity of beats in the 21st century? Thank you. Best wishes, John. And I will read the whole thing out. I think your show is very professional, intelligent. That's why I've written to you. Well, thank you, John, I, um, for that. Yeah, look, a very vexed issue. And yes, um, certainly the person who trampled over um, over fencing, that's disrespect for anyone to do that. Revegetation, yeah, not good either. No one should be doing that. If a, some sort of real men don't eat quiche macho type did it, I'd be just as pointed, um, pointed about that. So the behaviour is inappropriate. He told them to get out and they left. Um, well, okay, particularly if there are lots of other people around. But then it says if the gay male community wants respect, it needs to show respect. Well, that's always a two-way street with res- with respect. Let's look at this um, first generally. When gay male community is continually told that it's instantly a threat to women and children, as trans people often are, or that supporting gay and trans people will be a threat to the broader public, well, that's not... True, and you've got. To, I think we do need to look at the history of where um, men, are to ha- men um, having sex with men has come from. The level of criminal prosecution, yeah, you know, up until 1980, and you can say, but that was 37 years ago, and now we've had, um, you know, expungements and parliamentary apologies. Well, even though it was elite, you know, the um, sex between gay males was decriminalised, and then gradually there's been some state and then federal anti-discrimination law. I'm aware of at least one um, particular. Um, police station who were persecuting men having sex with men at Beats and not doing anything positive about it. And there were complaints made about how they treated it. And that was only about, from memory, um, seven years ago. Things don't change overnight. And one of the things that I talk about as an educator is that LGBTI people, particularly in the middle and senior cohorts, um, you know, have faced a lot of persecution and it doesn't just go away overnight because we get some legislative reform. Obviously, we need legislative and social reform, but you can't just erase the past negative feelings of being judged and harassed and violated overnight. As to the appropriateness and necessity of beats, well, you know, um, let's keep supporting gay males. Let's find places that are better for them, for people to make contact. Totally agree with that. Um, And I did ask, I've got to say, you know, look, I would make it clear I'm obviously not a male-identified person. And this conversation came up um, some years ago, seemed to be going back a little, on a Yahoo group, if anyone remembers those. This Yahoo group was called QMEL, but I don't know if it still operates. It's probably um, either dormant or finished. Um, And there was a debate about Beats. Now, as I say, I am not a gay male or a male having sex with males because I'm female. Duh. But, um, and I asked the question, surely these public toilets are a bit stinky? You know? I'm the sort of, maybe my female self wants for long romantic walks on the beach or something. Why would people use them? Isn't there an element of risk from either police or, um, I'll use the term, queerphobes um, who are hanging around wanting to, heaven forbid, um, violate um, gay men's safety? And someone came back and said, yeah, but, you know, people are still afraid. And also, I'm not sure I necessarily agree with this. There's some element of risk-taking. Sad that it has to be that way. So a big issue. Now, look, as I say, I cannot speak authoritatively um, for this. Um, And, you know, I'm not a gay male, so I'd really welcome comments from, I will say, gay 
and bisexual men. Um, it would be in my language, but would welcome your thoughts. Um, and um, it's a, it's a, you know, it's an interesting one. You know, if people are still so scared because of those years of persecution, and as um, was mentioned, this person, um, one man in his seventies at least, well. Clearly, he was perhaps, I don't excuse him trampling on vegetation, but one can understand where he's coming from. He's probably very scared um, to out himself. Um, So, look, there's no um, easy answers on this. Um, I wish we had magic wands that could get rid of all discrimination, prejudice, and the memories of it as well, but it's not going to happen. It's going to take a lot of work. And one of my, just to digress a little, one of my pet topics is the need for people, you know, we are seeing more people of all of the rainbow come out. But we need, um, you know, in the word that may have been around was rehabilitation. Many people have not been able to live as their authentic selves and maybe need habilitation. I know if this for trans people trying to live as your true gender, even though it's what you need to do, it takes some changing and often needs to change habits just as a, and beliefs and attitudes as a person as well. Um, so lots that needs to be done. So a fair letter, John, and I think you raised fair points. Um, and, you know, it's a conversation that needs to happen and it needs to happen, as you've said, um, respectfully and that sort of thing. So let's have that respectful conversation um, and work through it and come up with um, if there is, you know, how we can make, um, take it higher and get to a better solution. And as I said, welcome listeners' uh, viewpoints. All right. Um, well, um, probably, as I say, not going to get rid of Beats Overnight and this song um, from a decade of classic Australian hits, um, disc one of a three-disc set, the 80s, from the Globos, says that maybe the Beats will go on for some time. 3CR, 855amdigital3cr.org.au, out of the pan with Sally. The Beat Goes On. From the Globos on 3CR, 855am digital 3cr.org.au and on demand. Out of the pan with Sally. Who knows when it will stop? Um, an interesting thought. Um, yeah, welcome your comments on that. As I say, I don't know if there's instant or easy answers on that topic. Well, touched on this earlier, um, and I think it's um, an ongoing issue. Um, yes, May 17th, a Graham becoming a very focal day for the um, rainbow communities, every certainty of that. But um, there is a sense of um, divide still on many levels within the rainbow communities. Some of the outright um, lateral hostility in terms of, um, say, gay and lesbian misrepresenting bi and trans is diminishing. There's every certainty of that, and that's incredibly welcome. I think, though, there's still some subtleties that need to be looked at. Um, let's go through a few. And I am, first of all, and it that does create a sense of conflict for people. As I said, I'm aware of one person experiencing intersex who was um, at the Government House event on Monday night, and they felt troubled that, you know, maybe, and it does lead to the issue of intersex people not feeling included, um, you know, in things, and I get that as a bi and trans person, it's still not perfect. Um, as a bi person, I did feel a sense of conflict, and I commented this on a personal opinion post um, on on Facebook, on um, um, 
Wednesday, the actual day of um, International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia, Transphobia, that, um, you know, I want to put something to our listeners that bi people are at least equal in numbers to gay and lesbian, for starters. So you'd think, you can't say we're a small group, not that that should ever be an excuse for any form of prejudice or inequity, yet the state government which says it is an ally of the LGBTI community, and I think there's something specific in that word community singular, um, and also says equality is not negotiable, cannot point to one bi-specific or primary focus measure for bi people in its so nearly two and a half years in government. And there is a feeling that people are being left behind. And I felt that to some extent on Monday night. And I'm still feeling it. There is no doubt this is a good government for by rainbow standards. But that doesn't mean it can't keep improving. And you know, there's been concerns, which I've spoken about maybe once before on the show, that the government consults with the people who have the resources. And that leads to a problem in relation to the recent um, government grants um, that were announced for the LGBTI community, it does seem there's a correlation between who has the resources rather than um, based on any needs of equity. Otherwise, you'd be, um, you know, sort of, I think it would have meant it very differently. And as much as I'm a fan of the Community Legal Centre, I worked in four different community legal centres as an accountant, I noticed the Human Rights Law Centre, a, a fully funded community legal centre, and that includes basic we'll say capital budgeting, to use a bit of accounting terms, got money for two laptops. Now, why did they get it? How are they going to be proved that the laptops are only going to be used for rainbow purposes and not anything else? Um, and, you know, how, how come? So there's some problems going on here. One wonders just how bureaucratic things are. What, because the grant looked a bit flashier and was well-written and, I don't know, maybe had some graphic design to it? Well, in smaller communities where it's been harder to come out, such as by or perhaps, I, and I cannot speak to this a little, um, some many multicultural communities have found it harder. Um, you know, that's not going to be a balanced way of doing it. It just seemed like it all got a bit bureaucratic. So um, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm barking up the wrong tree, but there are these issues, and it doesn't seem like they're being addressed. There hasn't been a lot of clear communication to buy people from the government and a lot of times requests for meetings have been ignored. So there's a sense of you know internal conflicts um, going on here for a lot of people. Um, what do you think? Um, love to have your thoughts. Um, um, you know, so um, a difficult one. And it's, this is what I touched on earlier, that yes, hey, few, some nice finger food is all very well, but I said it um, in another post somewhere, some ongoing funding would be even better. And I think when you have a competitive grant process, that's not a way to build community. That is a very hierarchical, one might say even patriarchal approach to funding, and it's not needs-based. And when we consider the dire situation of our rainbow communities to pit, um, rainbow organisations against each other in such a way, I just think that's a real problem. And the solution is to do ongoing funding and lock it in so it um, stays above politics. That's a hard one. But, um, you know, we need to make sure we do it. So some issues to 
um, sort of work through on um, some of these on some of these points um, to make sure that we do get to a point of greater equity within our communities. Um, so, um, you know, um, I am not really sure what the answers are there. Keep pushing, I suppose. Um, got to say also, had a great week. Um, there were lots of events as well as um, Government House. Uh, I'm going to um, just start on those now and then move into them in the last segment of the show. Um, chronological order. Um, did hit the coffee early on Monday because I was on a panel um, which coincided also with Law Week um, as well as Ida Hobbit, and that was one on end-of-life planning. Now, end-of-life planning is difficult enough, I suppose, for anyone to talk about. Um, you know, no one, perhaps not a lot of us like to think about um, death and all that sort of thing, but it, as far as I know, it happens to all of us. Um, but um, there's a big issue within rainbow communities on end-of-life planning, particularly if you've come out late, I suppose, in any sense, will your true wishes from, you know, at the time of death be recognised on many levels, not just if you're lucky enough to have some estate left over, but if you are... Um, you know, sort of um, all sorts of other things, issues of funerals. I want to come to that in the next segment. So it was a really good discussion, a combination of legal, health, lived experience perspectives on the panel, and also some great legal and also psychological experiences from the punters. The good news, which is why I'm not going to go into a lot of detail now, is it was recorded, um, audio and video, and will be online soon. And I think it covers pretty much everything, but, you know... There's always things, as I say, I don't know, and perspectives I don't know, so I'll let people know. But I think this is a real issue. It seems from research thus far, as there's been some focus groups, people are very much aware of the need for end-of-life planning for every um, reason. But the problem is finding queer-friendly legal people. Now, there is a site called gaylaw.net, which some people might instantly go um, gay, not LGBTIQ or something like that. And I don't necessarily think that's the issue, but um, if you know of queer-friendly lawyers apart from on there, but um, or, or lawyers who are willing to say, oh, I hadn't thought of this, how do I make myself that way? Perhaps get in touch with the show. Um, and also, I think there needs to be some degree, I don't know if people, you know, some people are income poor, but maybe have some assets, maybe they've got some super. I always find that a bit bizarre that you could be on Centrelink but for some time, but you can't access your super. Um, when it's your money, and I mean, people who are at risk, well, you know, no point, and perhaps if you don't have anyone to leave it to, or no one clearly that you can leave it to, because your all your family of origin have rejected you, and you don't really want to give them any money, um, you know, and yet you can't use your own money that you might have worked for. It's an interesting conundrum, but um, yeah, um, I think there's um, a lot to be considered in this area, and as I say, will be online soon, so I'll let everyone know. I'll have more of the, um, normally we do things what are coming up, but have some of the events of the week um, just gone, and also the things coming up after we hear for, um, because we can, from a great Australian band, Girl Overboard, from the early 90s. And I love this track in terms of its musical diversity. 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au, out of the pan with Sally. From a private life so public As the tabloids caught your tears Being photographed How sad, how tragic But it doesn't have to be that way 
on the Burning Vinyl Alternative Music Program. Burning Vinyl, Fridays, 2 till 4pm on 3CR. Bisexual Alliance is a non-profit organisation dedicated to raising awareness and supporting people who are bisexual, people who are multi-gender attracted, their partners and their families. Bisexual Alliance runs several monthly discussion groups in and outside of Melbourne to offer support, a safe space to chat about your experiences and to explore others' experience of multi-gender attraction. These groups are for bisexuals, those who are questioning and their loved ones. For more information, visit bi-alliance.org or email info at bi-alliance.org That's us, um, Bisexual Alliance well I should say me, us it's 3CR 855 AM digital 3cr.org.au and us um, also includes Radiothon, four weeks today until Out of the Pans Radiothon show start hunting down the back of the couches for those lost, um, missing coins and get them to us by um, some means, either dropping in directly during business hours um, or um, making sure that um, you um, donate online um, and keep the coins for yourself, or something like that, um, high tech. Um, prior to the messages, heard from Girl Overboard from 1992, and I love Lisa's voice, the lead vocalist. Actually, 1989, beg your pardon. It's all of it late 80s, early 90s today, because we can, um, except for the last track that's coming up soon, and that track from um, Girl Overboard, When You Do, as I say, a great build up from a light acoustic start to a big rock finish um, brilliantly composed music real music not just pop product um, as I said um, coming up at the end of the show if you are in a safe space to watch a video and by safe that's a queer friendly space I suppose wherever that whatever that may mean but also um, if you please not while you are in charge of a, a vehicle or a road user of any sort look for all for love and love for all on the video YouTube video channel Historia IME, um, and this is a video from Albania with a beautiful music track that I'm going to close the show with soon. Things that are coming up apart from by discussion group this Tuesday, Bent TV on th- um, Friday night, um, and on Saturday, um, the Anxiety Group for Trans and Gender Diverse People in Carlton, Trans Family for Family and Allies of Trans and Gender Diverse People, and Sunday, the Polysocial at the Terminus also. Um, FTM Shed for trans men, all happening this week, and one that's coming up soon, um, and that is, I know it's a bit distant, but um, um, that is on Sunday the 18th of July, southwest of Salem, the story of the um, San Antonio Four. Um, um, we'll talk more about that, but um, start p- p- putting into your diary, Sunday the 18th of July at 5.30 at Solidarity Salon. Um, a story of people who um, refused to cave in to queerphobia. Um, well, as I said, busy week. Um, been a bit, um, gosh, um, of well, not so much a Leyland, but a, um, a talking lots sort of Leyland or something like that. As I said, a great panel discussion on Monday morning, Government House on Tuesday, and then Wednesday, a panel discussion that I was involved in, put on by RMIT and the National Tertiary Education Union, um, which was pretty cool. Um, Small discussion, but great discussion on diversity and what makes a family. And of course, family is really how you define it. 
It doesn't have to be blood relatives or even adopted relatives, you know, a term that gets used in our communities, family of choice. Um, and there was great discussion on that. Um, Wednesday evening, um, yours truly went to Feminism in the Pub and was on a panel for ge- um, discussing the difficult issue of gendered violence at work. Feminism in the Pub, is this was only the second one that's been run. It seems to have a very similar idea to the wonderful Cherche La Femme that finished up last year, and big salute to Karen Pickering and her crew. And yours truly got, um, well, got to be a little self-indulgent. I got to meet Sally McMahon, as she's uh, so awesome, and all that sort of thing. But a great panel. Um, Kate, a um, DJ, um, who had ex- you know experienced sexism in the music industry. Steph, who talked about violence on campus, but a great inclusive discussion in terms of the topics, acknowledging that there was not a person of colour on the panel. Um, that was pointed out during the break. But the next event will be Feminism for Whom, which will look at who needs to be included. So um, I'm pretty sure the organisers are obviously learning a little um, and building their networks, and I'm sure they'll get that remedied for Wednesday the 12th of July, um, venue to be determined. But um, put that into your diary for 6.30. That is going to, I think that's going to turn into a pretty important part of the progressive communities here in Melbourne. I hope to get some of the crew on the show prior to the next event. Um, a very well-run event, um, and it's a bit of pub grub before and after. Yours truly was um, down at Sale on Friday to do some training. Great to see um, progress in regional Victoria. Did also have the sad event of a funeral, and I will dedicate a track to the person we lost um, in future weeks. Um, but it was inclusive and respectful of people who identified as part of Rainbow Communities, and that's um, something that hasn't always happened, so good to see that. Anyway, I'd better um, make my way out of here and get the Freedom of Species crew ready to come in very, very soon. Um, got an amazing track, as I say, to finish um, this week. Um, there's been lots of amazing videos and stories from around the world to do with May 17th from countries where it's certainly not as, we'll say, positive as it is in Australia and in parts like Victoria, acknowledging yeah, as I say, distance to travel. But this video that I got this morning with a wonderful soundtrack um, um, from Albania um, called All for Love and Love for All, well, this it needs to become a queer anthem, in my humble opinion. This is just absolutely brilliant. And I'm going to close the show with it. All for Love and Love for All. Absolutely beautiful. What a great way to finish a show to wrap up Ida Hobbit Week. And thanks, I have to say, as always, thanks to people of all genders for tuning in. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch ya next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.